feel stuck, tired of wrestling with shame, insecurity, and hiding your flaws? Friend, I've been there, and it's time to come out of hiding. God wants to meet you in the middle of your big, hot mess. I'm Kimberly Stokes, and I'm on mission to help real women just like you get unstuck and meet Jesus in all the ordinary moments. Find me on Instagram at Kimberly K. Stokes or my business website, connectcoach.co. Ephesians 3.20 says God can do far more than you could ever imagine. Welcome to the Imagine More podcast. Hello, my friend. I'm so glad you joined me for today's episode, Stop the Negativity Cycle in Marriage. Marriage, it can be so incredibly beautiful at times, and other times it can be super difficult and lonely. And in the midst of some of those difficult seasons, we can create negative thought patterns that become habits. And those habits can have huge and a very lasting impact on our marriage. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss how to turn the tide on negativity towards your spouse, stop the negative cycle of thoughts, and then take intentional steps to create a positive mental and emotional environment towards your spouse. And in today's show, there is a call to action with the 21-Day Marriage Challenge to break off negativity. And I want to say this can change the entire trajectory of your marriage. So let's get to it. In your marriage, has negativity creeped into your heart in some sneaky ways? If you're honest with yourself, are you in a pattern of negative thinking towards your spouse? I mean, we've all been there. This is the big question, though. Has thinking about your spouse in a negative, critical way become a habit? Because how you think about your spouse is one of the most important parts of your marriage. Shannon and I have been married a long time, and we've been through some awesome seasons, and then we've been through a few seasons that were really difficult. And overall, my husband is really lovable. He is kind. He's so laid back and easygoing. He's a type 9 on the Enneagram, so he's really easy to live with. He's amazing. He's just a very likable person who's really winsome. But in all that, in all his awesomeness, I want to tell you, there have been a few seasons when my mindset towards him was negative. There have been times that I was more focused on his weaknesses than his strengths. And it's no surprise that in those seasons when I had a super negative mindset, that those were the seasons that were most difficult in our marriage. And that's because what we choose to think has such a huge impact on our emotions and our behaviors. Proverbs 27.3 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So today, I want to encourage us to intentionally steward our thoughts towards our spouse. And yes, girl, he may have some glaring issues, but we're all works in progress, right? Think about it. You and I probably have some blind spots and issues that we're unaware of. And how do you want your spouse to think about you? Do you want him focused on all your issues and your blind spots and your weaknesses? Or do you want him to honor you and to choose to think the best about you? Do you want him to have grace for your weaknesses and to be thankful for your many strengths and positive qualities? Of course you do. We all want our spouse to be kind and have grace in his thoughts towards us, right? I know that's what I want Shannon to think about me. And it just, it reminds me of the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. 
And that rule, that is a golden word for marriage. It applies not only to our attitude, which is the focus of today's episode, but honestly to every single aspect of marriage to do unto our spouse as we would have him do unto us. And if we'll adopt that sort of mindset in our attitude, in our actions, and in our communications with our spouse, if we will treat him as we want to be treated, if we'll think about him in the way we want him to think about us, if we offer grace to him in the way we want him to offer grace and kindness to us, I mean, seriously, imagine what positive shifts could occur in your marriage. So how do we practically turn the tide of negativity towards our spouse? Number one, I say recognize if negative thinking has become a habit, then you've unintentionally trained your brain to to think negative thoughts towards your husband. So just as your brain was trained to think those negative thoughts, we can intentionally retrain our brain to think positive, uplifting thoughts about our spouse. This is a spiritual reality based on the concept of gratitude and thankfulness, but it's also a scientific reality based on the neuroplasticity of our brain function. God so thoughtfully designed our minds to be able to grow, to change, and to adapt to new thinking patterns. So what I'm saying is this. We can, with some intention and effort, actually retrain our brains to think positive thoughts towards our spouse. This happens as we engage our mind to intentionally look for and appreciate the gold in our spouse. And it will impact our heart attitude towards him as well. So, side note here. If you've been super negative towards your spouse for several years, be patient because you didn't get there overnight. And it'll take more than a minute to retrain your brain and create new neural pathways. But it can be done. Scripture I want to reference is Philippians 4, verse 8. And it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So in this verse, Paul tells us the power of our thought life. And we're simply applying this principle to our thoughts towards our spouse. And we each have a choice as to what we choose to think about our spouse. We have a choice what we're going to focus on. So I really, I really do adore and like my husband. I, I just enjoy him so much. But there have been a couple of seasons when I was dissatisfied and when my attitude was negative. And like I said earlier, it was seasons where I was actually more aware of his flaws than his strengths. Why? Well, it's because... We're going to find whatever we're focused on. And whatever we focus on is going to grow. So when we feed on or ruminate on the weaknesses of our spouse, we're reinforcing a cycle of negativity towards your spouse. So awaken to whatever thoughts you're thinking. And our thoughts not only impact our emotions, our thoughts also impact our behaviors. Now, to be clear, I am not suggesting that we go through life with rose-colored glasses on and ignore his weaknesses. What I'm saying is we can be fully aware of his flaws, but also choose to remember his wonderful traits, his strengths, and all the lovable and likable qualities about our spouse. 
So in the middle of my bout with depression and crazy hormonal imbalance, my attitude towards Shannon got pretty snarky. And thankfully, he was unaware of how deeply I struggled with negativity towards him because I wasn't verbalizing it. But I know he was picking up on the vibe, even though I wasn't saying everything I was thinking. He knew I wasn't my normal self. And thank God he gave me grace in that season when I felt like a crazy person. (laughs) But in my heart during that season, I began to focus way more on Shannon's weaknesses. And eventually in some areas, I came to despise him. And that sounds awful to say, but it's true and I'm going to put it out there. So if you have some areas where you despise your husband, I want you to know I've been there. But in that, in the midst of that, the Lord got my attention and he clearly showed me that I needed an attitude shift. And the Lord showed me that breakthrough would come through prayer and gratitude. And these two things really are keys to breaking the cycle of negativity towards your spouse, prayer and gratitude. So at the time, the Lord had me make a comprehensive list of all the things I liked about Shannon. And I'm talking comprehensive, like his strengths, any admirable qualities, anything I found enjoyable about him. And so I worked on this list in my journal over the span of a few days, and then I kind of kept adding to it over the course of a few weeks. And anytime I would think of something positive, no matter how large or small about Shannon, I'd write it and add it to my list. Then each day I started reading over this list and I was thanking God for Shannon. And I used the list that I made of all of his positive qualities and attributes as a means to thank God for Shannon. So in doing this, I was reminding myself what a fantastic person my husband is. Instead of focusing on all his weaknesses or the things that really irritated me, I started intentionally posturing my heart before God and thanking him for Shannon and being really specific about those things that I was thanking him for made a huge difference. That was part of retraining my brain. It was simple, but it was intentional. And it was a way that I created new neural pathways into my brain. So as I daily started doing this and reading over this list of all Shannon's awesome qualities, and I was just presenting them to God as thank yous. And my heart eventually, it didn't happen overnight, but eventually my heart began to shift. And I found myself like later in the day after I'd been at it for a couple of weeks, when I was reminded of one of Shannon's weaknesses, or maybe I was really pissed or irritated about something, then I would acknowledge in my heart, like, yeah, he he does do that, but he has a lot of other awesome qualities. I love that he's so kind to me, or I love that he, you know, whatever. But it was just, it was beginning to be like, instead of just being irritated and like honing in on what I was frustrated with, I was reminding myself, yeah, that's a part of who he is, but he has a lot of other awesome qualities. So, I wasn't minimizing his weaknesses. I wasn't ignoring his weaknesses. But I began to add something else of gratitude, just being thankful for the positive qualities. So it's it's such a simple way, actually, to break the cycle of negativity. And it's not that time-consuming. And the rewards and benefits, I promise you, they're going to be staggering. 
I'm living proof that we can break the negative cycle and retrain our brains through consistent prayer and gratitude. So think about it. In a couple of minutes span of time, for 21 days in a row, you can actually begin to rewire your brain. Recently, I read if you write three new things of what you're grateful for 21 days in a row, at the end of that 21 days, your brain starts to retain a pattern of scanning the world for the positive and not the negative. And I'm like, that is incredible. So let's apply that to the concept of marriage. As we begin to consistently remind ourselves of our husband's strength and his fantastic qualities, as we begin to be grateful for who he is and not obsessing on all that he's not, it impacts us on so many levels. It impacts us emotionally. It impacts us relationally and how we relate to him. Spiritually, because we're posturing our heart in gratitude and thanking God for him. And it will even affect your sex life because you'll be way more into your husband when you become more aware of his positive attributes instead of mentally just like binging on his flaws. So girlfriend, here's a call to action. A 21-day marriage challenge to break off negativity and retrain your brain to see your spouse in a positive light. Are you in? If so, I've included a link in the show notes so you can download your free PDF to start the 21-day marriage challenge. Or you can go to connectcoach.co and find it on the resources page. But it's simply an intentional way that we can posture our hearts before God through prayer and gratitude and begin to see our spouse as God does. Nothing, I think nothing, breaks off negativity like a good dose of humility and gratitude. So click on the link in the show notes to download your free PDF and you can get started today. So with this 21-day marriage challenge to break off negativity, there's a short prayer to begin and I, I it's on the doc, you'll see, but I wanted to share it with you in the podcast. So this is just something that I've prayed when I've gone through seasons like this with Shannon and I'm trying to break off negativity. And it's just a prayer. I say, Father, please tenderize my heart so I'll see my spouse through your eyes of love. For the next 21 days, I will position my heart before you, God, in gratitude for my spouse to celebrate his positive qualities and wonderful uniqueness. I choose to focus on my spouse's strengths, not the flaws. Make me more like Jesus as I break free from criticism and grow in gratitude. So as you download this You can start your own list of the things you like, that you appreciate, that you admire in your husband. So I'm just saying like things like if he's a good provider, if he's a fantastic cook, if he is tidy, if he's got a great butt, excuse me, if he likes to snuggle. I'm talking everything you can think of that's positive about him. If he has beautiful eyes or great hair, is he a good conversationalist? Does he like to laugh? Is he wise with money? Does he have nice feet? Does he let the dog out before you go to bed to potty? I'm serious. Nothing is too small to add to this list. So start your list and then over the next week or two, just continue to work on it and add to it. Secondly, the second part of it is asking the Lord how he sees your husband. Don't gloss over this point or this part because it's really important. What does God think about your spouse? Do you know? 
It is critical because we really want to agree with God and how he sees and perceives our spouse. And I can guarantee you, my friend, that God isn't pissed. He's not negative in his thoughts towards your spouse. His heart is full of love and grace, and he sees the gold in your husband as well as all of his flaws. So simply ask God and then listen for his response. And as you get a few things from the Lord, add that to your 21-day marriage challenge. I really encourage you, print it off, keep it in your Bible, or maybe on your nightstand. But put it somewhere so you'll daily see it, and you can just make a little bit of time to pray through it. You may even want to take a picture of it as you work up your list, and save it on a note in your phone so you can pray through it extra times throughout the day. Maybe if you're waiting in line, in a car pickup line to pick up your kids. But also, I want to encourage you, take Um, the time just to make a quick reminder on your phone, maybe at the same time each morning, or if you want to do it at night, maybe you want to do it twice a day, but just to remind yourself to do the 21-day marriage challenge. Consistency is really key in breaking old habits and creating new ones. So keep your 21-day marriage stock close by. Use it every day as a way to posture your heart before God in gratitude for your husband. I promise if you do this and begin to thank God for your husband and for his positive attributes, you will begin to remind yourself of those during the day. And that's how we rewire our brain towards increased connection and intimacy. And this is interesting. Because you may find that some of the annoying things about your spouse may have a really positive flip side. For example, my husband does not like to work on home projects. He doesn't like to work in the yard. And honestly, that's been a source of frustration and struggle for me over the years. But the flip side of that coin is Shannon loves to chill. He loves to snuggle. He is always up for just like hanging out, connecting, and being together. So the weakness that I feel critical towards him about of not wanting to work or do projects actually has such a positive flip side. And it was one of the things that I, you know, initially loved about him and was so drawn to. Another irritant, like with my hubs, is that he can sometimes be super cheap. I know a positive reframe for that is to say he's frugal, but sometimes it just feels like he's cheap. So the other day, I went to Walmart and I bought some different things, and I bought the name brand of baking powder. And then when I got home, he saw I was unloading the dishes, and he was like, why did you get the name brand? And I'm telling you, I was so irritated with him about that. But I reminded myself the flip side of that being cheap is that he's actually quite frugal. He's not wasteful with money. And that's something that I'm so thankful for. So sometimes the weakness can, the flip side of that can be a strength that we're thankful for if we'll look for that. So do you see what I mean? Sometimes the annoying things can have on the other side, a positive effect. And my attitude toward that thing has a dramatic effect on my heart attitude towards him. But seriously, I had to forgive him for the baking powder comment. But we're all in process and I'm learning to love him and accept accept him as he is. And I'm sure you're probably in the same process with your spouse. 
as you do the 21 day marriage challenge, I'm going to encourage you to pray it out loud. For me, that has a real impact because you're also, you're hearing it. You're not only saying it with your mouth and your voice, you're hearing it with your ears. So your senses are awakened unto that and that you're hearing yourself verbalize the positive things about your husband. So for me, I pray it out loud. And I just want to kind of give you an example of what it looks like for me. I'm like, you know, Father, I thank you for Shannon. Thank you that he is a much loved son of the Most High God. I bless Shannon. I thank you that he's kind to me and our children. God, thank you that he loves to laugh and snuggle. Thank you that he's chill and wants to connect. Thank you that he values downtime and hanging out. Thank you that he's a good provider for our family. Thank you that he's a happy person. And on and on. I even have on my list, thank you that he enjoys doing laundry because that's such a blessing and I really appreciate that. I have on there, thank you that he's flexible. But praying through this list with gratitude and thanksgiving, it sets our heart in a place of humility where we're agreeing with God about the lovely qualities our spouse has. And in doing this, we remind ourselves of the value of our spouse. Then this, the beauty of it, is it becomes a transferable skill. So you can remind yourself of those things during the day or in the evening when you encounter some of the not-so-likable qualities about your spouse. So for me, this looks like when I'm annoyed with Shannon for leaving his clothes on our bedroom floor or not initiating or doing the yard work that needs to be done. Instead of zooming in on that flaw or getting angry, I'm able to remind myself instantly, and it does. It comes when I'm in the flow of this, it comes really quickly of his strengths. And oh my gosh, it's so powerful. Trust me, we find whatever we're looking for. And if you will put forth the effort and intention to retrain your brain, you can break the cycle of negativity towards your spouse. I also want to mention to watch your internal dialogue about your spouse. So if there's a cycle of negativity, you'll probably hear rumbling thoughts like an, inter- like an internal convo in your head about your spouse that's negative. So don't let those thoughts go unchecked. Stand guard over your mind and your heart to protect your marriage. What you choose to think about really, really matters. So be intentional with your thoughts towards your spouse during the day. When I'm in a struggle with Shannon and confronting maybe some internal, negative internal chatter in my head, I'll just say something like this to myself. Like, I choose to focus on his strengths and offer grace for his weaknesses. Yep, this is a blind spot for him, but he has so many other wonderful qualities and I'm grateful for, and usually I try to think of two things I'm grateful for in that moment. And I'll tell myself, we're both works in progress. And can't you just sense the grace on that? It's such a different vibe than getting pissed and irritated and then just like zoning in on that one thing that we're so angry about. Okay, I do want to add a caveat here though. If there are some glaring issues like alcoholism or he's going to strip clubs, friend, use your brain. That needs to be addressed. What I'm sharing about today is breaking off negative thought patterns in your head over little irritating things, not hiding your head in the sand and ignoring major problems or major issues in your marriage. It takes honesty. We have to deal with conflict and dealing with issues. It's all vital in marriage. 
So what we're addressing and talking about today is simply not allowing ourselves to focus more on our spouse's weakness than his strengths. But in marriage, dealing with issues is critical for intimacy in any depth of relationship. So don't be an ostrich and hide your head in the sand. That's not what we're talking about. Another element of breaking the cycle of negativity that I want to hit on is forgiveness. Honestly, I can't even stress how important forgiveness is in our marriage and our family relationships. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Let forgiveness become your habit. Strong, thriving marriages are built on trust and they're built on forgiveness. And I think the very best gift we can give our spouse is forgiveness. It's forgiving when he least deserves it. That's what Jesus did for us, and he empowers us to live the same way to forgive when our spouse least deserves it. If you have a lot of past hurts and deep disappointments in your marriage, deal with those. Deal with those with your spouse and take each one to the cross and forgive your spouse. Forgiveness looks like letting go and releasing him from that offense. Forgiveness looks like not bringing it up and beating that dead horse again and again and again. But I want to say, we don't hide our head in the sand and ignore all the issues. Hiding and hoping don't lead to restoration. Dealing with difficult issues is the way toward. It's through. You deal through the issues towards relational restoration and intimacy. Forgiveness is a huge part of the journey, but hiding and pretending don't make for a thriving marriage. So be courageous, deal with the issues in humility and love. There was a season in our marriage where I felt so hurt and betrayed by Shannon, and he was completely remorseful, and it took me a while to get over the pain in my heart. I had to work through my emotions, I had to work through my pain and trauma, And we had so many talks over the course of the next few months. But eventually, Shannon told me, Honey, it is time to move on. It's time to stop talking about this and move on. And honestly, when he told me that, I did not like it. But I sensed in my heart that he was right. It was time to release him. It was time to risk. It was time to risk trusting him again. And if you've been betrayed on any level by your spouse... It's really scary to trust again because you're scared you may get hurt. And unforgiveness or bringing up and, you know, rehashing the way your spouse hurt you in the past, it can be a defense mechanism that keeps our heart protected from further pain because we keep just rehashing the wound so we stay there. But if we want an intimate, loving marriage, it requires trust. And trust is always a risk. But I want to tell you, I've never regretted forgiving Shannon, of letting go of the past, and choosing to risk and trust again. And we've built an even stronger, more intimate marriage as a result of what we walked through. But please note, we dealt with the issues. I didn't skirt around the issues, nor did he. We talked and we talked. We navigated through lots of pain with lots of tears. Was it awkward and uncomfortable at times? Yeah. Were we committed to working through it? Yeah. Was there a day that I needed to let go and not bring it up anymore? Yeah, there was. 
Unforgiveness births bitterness. And if we harbor unforgiveness and bitterness in our hearts, we are definitely choosing a cycle of negativity. Friend, you are a powerful person. And the keys to break the cycle of negativity, they're in your hands. They're in your heart. And it lies in developing an attitude of gratitude and thankfulness toward your spouse. It lies in recognizing that he is human. Yeah, he may have some glaring weaknesses and blind spots, just as I do and just as you do. But he also has some wonderful qualities that make him unique and that make him uniquely yours. We need to remember that he's God's son. If I'm not perceiving Shannon as God does, then I have a problem. If we will simply choose God's perspective toward our spouse, as we grab hold of God's heart and his attitude towards our spouse, we will grow in thankfulness and gratitude. We'll grow to value him as the unique, much-loved child of God that he is. Lastly, I want to say beware of comparison. We can always find what we're looking for. And if we're comparing our spouse to someone else, we can always find someone else who's better looking, more compassionate, more affectionate, more spiritual, more attractive or sexy, more engaged father, a more skillful communicator, a better provider. Comparing your marriage to someone else's, it's like comparing apples to strawberries. Yeah, they're both red and they're both fruit, but they're completely different in texture, flavor, and taste. And just as your marriage is completely different than somebody else's, we tend to compare when we're dissatisfied with our marriage or with our spouse. But I mean, back to that golden rule, do you want him to compare you to other women? Let's be intentional and treat him as we want to be treated, including saying no to comparison. So just watch that. If you catch yourself in your mind comparing him to someone else, say, stop, I refuse to do this. There's a quote that says, if the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence, it's because they take better care of it. (laughs) And I really like that quote. So applying that to marriage, if somebody else's marriage looks better on the outside, perhaps they're taking care of their marriage and not living in a place of comparison or in a cycle of negativity. Remember, you can't change your spouse. I can't change my spouse, but we can 100% change our attitude towards our spouse. And we will find whatever we're looking for every single time. If we seek to find the gold, if we purpose to be thankful for his positive qualities, we'll set a different tone for the relationship than if we consistently focus on his areas of lack and weakness. And we can retrain our brain to look for and find the gold instead of focusing on the lack. How you think about your spouse is one of the most important parts of your marriage. So the choice is yours, my friend. I encourage you to take action. Start this 21-day marriage challenge today. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to connectcoach.co. And on the resources page, you can download the free 21-day marriage challenge to break the cycle of negativity. I'm really excited to hear the ways God is going to move in your marriage over the next 21 days. So please reach out. Let me know you're doing the challenge. I'd love to pray for you over the course of your next 21 days. So I can't wait to hear from you, and I really believe the results will be tangible because I've experienced tangible results in my own marriage. My friend, that's a wrap for today's show. 
Remember, I'm rooting for you. And more importantly, God is rooting for you. He wants to partner with us to break the cycle of negativity so we can agree with the Lord in how we perceive our spouse. I'm sending you lots of hugs and love today. Until next time. Friend, I'm so glad you joined me for today's show. If you need help navigating through your emotions, relationships, past trauma, or just getting that breakthrough, you can find me online at connectcoach.co. I offer in-person and virtual sessions, so check it out. I'd be honored to partner with you. I'm so glad we're on the journey together. Thank you.